Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. It's snowing out, Matt. It sure is. It feels like we were just sitting here talking about, you know, Halloween and whatnot and like how great the October nights are. And all of a sudden now we're in the middle of a blizzard. And not just that. It, it, this past Christmas, it was like 60 degrees here. It was. People were wearing shorts and T-shirts. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for because now it fucking sucks. Yeah, it does. Now the whole weekend is shot. You know, flights are canceled. You can't drive anywhere. We're going to get like at least 12 inches apparently of snow yeah at the lowest so it's gonna be an interesting weekend how did you prepare for this uh oncoming storm i never leave the house anyway so mm-hmm. preparing for a storm is just sort of like preparing for the week mm-hmm. you know make sure i have all my food and entertainment here at home <laughs> yes make sure but- i've boarded up the doors and windows so nobody can get to me <laughs> And just hot cocoa my way through eight seasons of some bad TV show. Well, that sounds like a plan. How about you? Have you made any prep orations? I like that. Prep orations. Yes, I actually have. And I, what I find is that what is it about snowstorms that make everybody like run out at the same time to the same store? You know, and like everybody always has that old joke like, oh, get bread and milk. But I'm talking about like, bed bath and beyond like everybody's going to stores like that really know? yeah it's always like why are you going oh to my god place? i love the the image of people bum rushing bed bath and beyond <laughs> because a blizzard's coming like oh my god i need <laughs> soap in the shape of a fucking shell <laughs> no i mean like okay think about this so tomorrow when we wake up and we have like 13 inches of snow everybody's like oh i have to go to the mall you know like what is that just well you always you always want what you can't have you know so like even tomorrow i haven't left this house in four months i'm gonna be looking to go to six flags (laughs) well no i did buy a few things um kind of weird random things i i got some uh, frozen pizzas a staple of a blizzard yeah frozen i felt like I needed that because, you know, you're not going to really order a pizza and expect the pizza guy to come out in this crazy snowstorm, you know? Did you get Elio's? It was Totino's. All right. And that's close enough. But that's not even my favorite. I was looking for Mama Celeste because that's my favorite frozen pizza. Yeah. Because it's funny. They market a frozen pizza, like a a full-sized frozen pizza, and it's about as big as my hand. Of course. It's like, what what is this? (laughs) Maybe it's like the pizza for Back to the Future 2. Yes, where it like gets bigger. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For me, nothing compares to Elio's because I always, whenever I see that, I always imagine like being 13 and just nuking it for three minutes, no matter how bad it came out. It'd be like eating fucking pizza ice cream. Oh, yeah. I I like, (laughs) I like Elio's. That's good. 
It's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, none of it's actually good, but yeah. For no, it's terrible, but it's terrible yeah. in a way that works when you're home alone and no one can see you eat. It's like <laughs> yeah. when you want to just stand at the kitchen counter, literally shoveling pizza <laughs> in your mouth like a, like it's a sponge. <laughs> With Elio's and, and some of those other ones, they're really good to, like, you could sort of roll it. Because, like, a lot of people don't know, like, it's supposedly a, a New York thing where you you fold the pizza yeah i didn't know that was a regional thing well it's just that we have such thin crust here yeah yeah apparently we're the only couple of states around here that then they fold the pizza when they eat it i mean i just thought that was a normal reaction to pizza it is a normal reaction because that's the best way to eat it (laughs) yeah exactly so when you get elio you can roll that whole thing up you know shove it all in your mouth people on the other side of the country are always like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about you got the worst piece like what are you kidding i got the best pizza i get to make a fucking paper airplane out of my pizza (laughs) purple stuff podcast episode 19 can you believe it 19 19 episodes and we're already out of ideas one more episode and then we're finished forever. oh god that's it it's over <laughs> we've only signed up for 20 episodes people i'm yep, done yeah <laughs> you'll have to top our current contract with a offer of at least one cent per episode <laughs> so tonight we're going to be doing something that we've never done before it's a first time event it is a first time event there's a first for everything and we're actually going to be having like a hodgepodge of news and yeah. i don't i don't mean news like you know what's going on with isis or what's happening you know with the whole uh presidential election that's that, that's not what we're going to be talking about okay in that case i gotta just change my notes a little bit Hold on. yeah 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 that might be a good idea <laughs> you wrote like three paragraphs about donald trump oh yeah no you're right we're tonight we're going to be covering uh new stuff not old things new things right new things for a change yeah we're always talking about old stuff because that's our favorite type of stuff I gotta be honest i don't know if i can talk about new stuff i don't know I... if i've ever done it before <laughs> i know in between all the uh roseanne episodes and... <laughs> yeah like everything i write about is 30 years old everything i talk about is 40 years old <laughs> no because old stuff is better that's been my shtick yeah we're going to just throw these things out. I didn't go too deeply into, you know, the topics we're going to discuss tonight. So let's just start running through them. The Purple Stuff Newscast. Representing the past divas, the original diva, Sunny. Whoa! So, Matt, yeah, this piece just came in today into the Purple Stuff newsroom. Mm. The, I don't know if you remember Sonny from WWE, the former WWE diva. I'm sure you remember. Uh, who could forget Sonny? Yeah. She was the original diva. Yeah, she, the original you know, diva. If you don't count Elizabeth and Cherry and Rock and Robin. <laughs> and Bull Nakano. Oh, man. Yes. Love her. Anyway, so Sonny, hailing from Matawan, New Jersey, she is, you know, she's become notorious in the past few years for all her arrests and uh, drunk driving and jail time. And she's been falling on like some difficult times. So recently she put her WWE Hall of Fame ring on eBay. 
Yeah, she did. It's a sad story, really. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a sad story, but that's kind of the move. Like, you don't really want to do that unless it's, like, the last resort because... Well, I almost feel like that's a cry for help because you do that because you want people to, like, reach out and save you. Well, somebody She's hoping did, somebody will notice somebody, her. Somebody did reach out, and it was the guy from Vivid Entertainment, the big porn uh, company. Oh, my. Yeah, so they reached out to her and uh, made her an offer of $100,000 to do a porno for vivid entertainment and she did not agree to the hundred thousand dollars which even personally i think that's kind of a a low ball offer that does sound a little low she kept holding out and they made her a higher offer that's not been disclosed of you know how much the offer was for but i assume it was enough to make her star in a movie called sunny side up in through the back door Oh, God. I swear to you, it's like, these people should be held on the same, like, fucking idealized level as, like, the person who writes Hallmark cards. Like, uh, who comes up with these fucking titles? It's genius title, yeah. Well, they have a teaser uh, video on the site, and of course, I warn you, if you're faint of heart or you're not into, you know, lewd images then you don't want to go check it out. But it is on there, and you do see a lot of bits and pieces. Oh, should I go on there now? <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> God almighty, it's like, uh, what site would this be on? Uh, it's vid.com, uh, I think. Whatever. If she gets paid well, she's, not, she's never been a bashful girl. I don't think she's going to be like... Are you basing that off of her work on WWF Livewire? <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> she was bold as much as she was beautiful. Yeah. So I don't think like in two years when all this is over, she's going to regret it. She's not going to be like embarrassed about it. I mean, the production value from Vivid Entertainment is top notch. So, I mean, if you're going to be in a pornog, might as well let it be. Yeah, I can't find Sunny, but I found many, many other things. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll guide you. Okay. Because I know exactly where it is. <laughs> of course you do. Okay, so v.com is yeah, the, number, the number one button, and then you just hit play. Number one, and then it just hit. Oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you got to remember, this is a long time from when she was like the most downloaded girl on AOL.com. Yeah. Oh boy. Long intro. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> holy shit I didn't yeah, think it would oh I'm turning this I can't look at Sunny like this I didn't think it would be that hardcore it was like a body Donna's workout but without the clothes I'm telling you that's not the kind of shit <laughs> <laughs> that's not the kind of shit you would see like on the Atlantic City porn channel in 1993 this is uh, quite a bit faster, I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Purple Stuff Newscast. So I'll follow that bit of news with something that's equally as provocative. Okay, what's that? The return of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Oh, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. Right now you can get it exclusively at Speedway, which if you don't have Speedway, those are gas stations. They are gas stations. Yeah, with, you know, with little convenient marks. Actually, they, they used to be Hess stations, that and Speedway took them over. 
Well, at least is that the case in Jersey or everywhere? Um, as long as far as I know, just around at least Jersey and that this whole surrounding area. But I don't, I can't speak for the rest of the country because I've never been to anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if I got the news from you correct, you actually found it today. Right. You had tipped me off a while ago, and almost every day I've been to multiple speedways checking to see if they had it in the soda fountain. Right, because you can't get it in bottles. It's only in the soda fountain. Right, and they also have this in the Slurpee machine. They have a pitch black version as well. But so whoa, I, whoa, 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 yes. whoa, 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 <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. There's a they brought back the the Slurpee, the icy. Yeah, the pitch, the Mountain Dew pitch black icy. Holy shit! You don't understand what kind of news this is. That that hasn't been around since 2006. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, I remember when they were out. Like, I think Seven Eleven had them, right? It was Target because oh, it was Target. An I- yeah, because it was an icy. It was an icy. Oh, the actual icy brand. Right. Yeah, I don't know if these are icy brand anymore. I mean, oh. I still, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I got it, and I'm drinking it right now. Mm. And I have to say, you're drinking it right now. Yeah, I, I bought a 22 ouncer, right? And I gotta tell you, it hasn't skipped a beat. It is pitch black. <laughs> yes, it is. That's, that's what I like to hear. It is the same pitch black you have been obsessed with since forever. Yes, it's, it's since it came out in 2004. Yeah, and you know what? I've always loved pitch black as well. I'm I'm definitely a pitch black uh, minion. But I'll tell you one thing. It beats out Crystal Pepsi and all these other gimmick sodas because it's remaining true to its roots. Man, you're still bent out of shape about that alleged Crystal Pepsi shit, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, don't, don't con your audience, you know? It's like uh, least... it's still Crystal Pepsi, Jay. Yeah, I, well, but whatever. So I can walk. Ne- you can walk into a speedway in 2016 and not only get a pitch black, but also get a pitch black icy. That's incredible. Yeah, that's such big news. Yeah, and I appreciate you tipping me off because I was able to go there, you know, and get it. It Yeah, we don't have for those who don't realize we don't have speedways where I live, but they're like practically on every fucking corner where Jay lives. (laughs) They are. There's there's two within a quarter of a mile. Yeah, they're like the Starbucks of Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who've never tried Pitch Black, it's sort of like this dark grapey soda. And yeah. when it came out in 2004, it was absolutely conceived as a Halloween soda. Mm-hmm. Like, it came out in September, I think, and it was definitely presented as Halloween. Yeah. So, like, they've kind of ignored that part of it since yeah. since then. But for those of us who remember it from then, it's always going to be, like, a swish of Halloween in January. Oh, totally. And, and I think it is kind of a weird time to bring it back now, you know, like in the dead of winter i mean you know <laughs> yeah it's not it's not ideal i would have to agree with that but the yeah. bottled version is coming back this year oh it is they're bringing it back at least temporarily i don't know if it'll stay but they definitely are bringing it back nationwide that's awesome yeah but as for now i can't wait to be the asshole at a fucking gas station trying to take 100 photos of a soda dispenser i actually was the asshole taking photos and sending them oh to- you <laughs> that's right you did you sent me one photo yeah I, I think what's what's weirder is that I'm not excited for the two liter bottles. Getting it from the fountain always tastes better. Yeah. Plus, it's like you're a part of it. Yeah. You made the soda. Yeah. You concocted it yourself. Yeah. 
It, it is so good. It's so good. That's that's such awesome news. Yeah, it, and to me, it's easily, and I know you agree with this, it's, aside maybe from original Plain Mountain Dew, you know, a lot of, you know, you can't really argue because that was the first, but, I mean, Pitch Black is probably the best flavor they have. I like it, I'll be honest. If it was just the flavor, I'd probably never go for it. But the fact that it's like a dark gothic soda, yeah, just so, stirs so me. The ambiance of it for you is is more than the flavor. Yeah, I mean, pitch black in a lightning bolt font. Yeah, how could I not drink that? The purple stuff newscast. My next piece of news just came in this week as well, mm-hmm. and that is regarding Gem. And you know I'm a big Gem fan. The biggest. So a lot of fans were disappointed that the Gem movie that came out last year was not up to their standards. Uh-huh. And I saw it, and I didn't hate the movie at all. I actually enjoyed it, and I thought it was like a good modernization of a cartoon that was 30 years old and doesn't. If you're not a gem fan, it doesn't really hold up that well. Obviously, if you're going to just watch it cold turkey and you never saw it before, it's not really a great cartoon, you know? None of the 80s cartoons are, technically. Yeah, but the thing is, the film has no reason to be even connected to it. It's totally not the same universe at all. The movie that came out, it was was a modernization, and they they were, it was like an inspiration that they used. Uh, It wasn't exact they couldn't make it exact because it wouldn't have been believable you know so anyway a lot of the fans were were pissed off and they didn't think the movie was good so now uh, a group of uh, i guess they're people who make videos on youtube they decided to do a kickstarter and make their own gem fan film that would sort of wash everyone's uh, bad taste out of their mouth and yep. uh, yeah so the idea is that they're they're going to be recording songs that are in sort of in the vein of the songs that you heard in Gem. I contributed a very minimal amount to the Kickstarter just because I support that sort of thing. But I don't think it's going to connect. You know, I, I feel like I feel like the Gem movie is finally going to get its due. It's going to be one of those cult movies eventually. Oh, okay. I think you're in the minority on that prediction, but, you know. No, I probably am, but it's like, look, when I saw The Big Lebowski the first day it came out, and how many years later now, it's like one of the biggest cult movies of all time. The Gem movie was actually, if I read things correctly, pulled way early because yeah. it was like it was doing so bad that it, there was no point in just leaving it there. Right, right. And as far as like things meant to capitalize on 80s nostalgia, I've never seen a bigger misfire. Like, there are, I mean, not that I've seen the movie, but I think I've read enough to make a fair estimation. I just don't understand why they bothered. I gotta be honest with you, and, like, a lot of people listening right now probably think I'm crazy for saying it wasn't bad. But there's gonna be, you know, a lot of people we talk to on on social media that know I'm not gonna bullshit them. This is No, I'm, no, no, yeah. I know you genuinely oh, no. like it. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, like, I'm not saying it's a great film. But did I enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was like a, it was it was cheesy, but it's like, hey, you know, this is what uh, it's supposed to be fun, you know. And it definitely was geared toward kids. It was not geared toward like, you know. Right, but that's sort of my point. The point isn't that it's a bad movie. The point is that it didn't really make sense to make it a gem movie. Right, right. 
So I could see the merit in a Kickstarter version fan film. Right. But see, the thing is, they're making it as if like, you know, like they don't have the budget to really capture what you saw in the cartoon. No, they're only asking for 12 grand, I think. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you look at it, like it's costumes that you could really get uh, at like Ruby's costume shop. I love, love Ruby's <laughs> costume shop. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you is that legally can is, is this like something you can do? I really I think uh, this is so weird cuz they just ran into this uh with uh, Star Trek. I don't know if you Yeah, I did. It. That's why I'm bringing it up cuz I know yeah. Star Trek was killed, but the thing with the Star Trek film was that it was much much bigger budget. Right, exactly. They wanted to make it like a real deal film. That was their goal. Uh, but yeah, you're anytime you do this with these fan films, I mean, you're technically violating a lot of stuff. So, well, if you make money from it, you are for sure. If, if you make money from it, but twelve thousand dollars, it's like okay, I could make a gem movie with a thousand. You know, it's like let's be honest. If you're yeah. really going to use some costumes and a couple of makeup, uh, no. Art. But if I mean, if they're doing it, like if they're trying to make a legit movie, I think like I like read that. I'm like they only want twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, and like I've seen have... Kickstarters for fucking Sporks go for triple that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do have synergy as uh, like a she's like actually CGI looking. So I mean, I could see there's probably a little bit of effects and. One of the reasons why I brought this up is because I recently watched the Masters of the Universe fan movie called uh, Fall of Grayskull. Okay. And <laughs> I'm going to leave it as it was a valiant effort. And that was okay. bad. Yeah. So, so I can read between those lines. Yeah. So <laughs> to me, it's like there is a place in the world for fan films, although I don't think they could really hold a candle to even the gem movie that came out last year as bad as people thought it was. I just, I think people nowadays, they just want to shit on everything so fast that they don't even want to give it a chance. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll not deny that people like to shit on things. That's sort of been my mantra my whole life. But at the same time, I think the benefit of a fan film is to give you something that you're not getting on the pro level. Mm -hmm. So if people are upset that the gem movie, the one that was in theaters was so far away from the cartoon, there's going to be people who want this. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's great that they're doing it. And like I said, I contributed to it because I do want to see something more faithful to the cartoon. But I mean, sometimes I th I have this weird thing where like sometimes you got to take what they're giving you in a way and kind of just enjoy it and embrace it. Yeah. Because I, I think if you don't, you kind of miss out on the fun moment that is there. Like, okay, so in 1989, if, if you and I didn't see Batman – when it came out, we're like, oh, F this. He's got a black costume. And look at that Batmobile. It's atrocious. Like, we would have missed out on the, one of the greatest moments in, in the 80s, you know? Yeah, that's true. But if Batman was about a 12-year-old kid who really liked to play baseball, I would have been fucking disappointed in 1989. <laughs> and that's my point. <laughs> that's, that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to our next news piece. The Purple Stuff Newscast. Oh boy. My next news piece is something that's uh, really near and dear to me. The announcement of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh yeah, that's going to be amazing. Oh my god. So a film that's going to be somehow tied to the original Cloverfield is coming out this March, which is unreal. 
They kept it a complete secret, filmed it under a different name, and managed to keep it completely under wraps. Nothing from that film in the production has actually indicated that it is a Cloverfield movie. You're right, and this is like starting to cause a little friction in the Cloverfield fan community, which yeah. I am a part of. Yes, Because people are really upset thinking that this is going to turn out to have nothing to do with the original movie. But there's no way that J.J. would call this a quote-unquote blood relative of Cloverfield right? if it wasn't going to somehow make old fans happy. Right, exactly. Why would you knowingly set yourself up for that many disappointed people? I feel like it's totally going to reveal itself at the end uh, with a twist. But I think that's the fun of it and being able to see a trailer that is so sort of mysterious. And at the beginning, you're hearing Tommy James and the Shondells. Oh, and yeah. you're singing along, and you're like, this is great. It could John be fucking Goodman? Yeah, John Goodman. It could be a comedy. It's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's just really, She's really so great. Beautiful. Like, can yeah. you imagine a fucking movie with John Goodman and her? Like, uh, you'd see it no matter what it was. Yeah, exactly. And they're playing the board game Life, which yes, was one which, of my picks. Yes, it was <laughs> on, a, on a previous edition of the Purple Stuff podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, this, it leads you down a road and you think, oh man, this is going to be a great comedy. And then all of a sudden, you don't know what's going to have that movie. It doesn't matter if Cloverfield is in it or not. If it's Cloverfield's second cousin, I don't give a shit. It's still going to be awesome. Well, I'll tell you that the movie evolved from a script called The Cell. I right. think it was called The Cellar. No, The Cellar. Is that, yeah. Yeah, The Cellar. One of those two. And I've read the script. Mm -hmm. And that script obviously didn't have any Cloverfield connections in it, but it was still really good. And mm -hmm. you could totally see where you could shoehorn in some Cloverfield stuff. Yeah, it's going to be so good. That trailer in itself, yeah, I'll tell you, these movie companies are doing such a good job on these movie trailers because that trailer was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you think about how little information is really in it and how effective it still is. Yeah. Perfect. If it does somehow coincide with Cloverfield... That is just going to be amazing because Cloverfield is just oh, one of the best. I almost feel like they don't want us. They want us to think that it doesn't so that when it does, we're even more Surprised amazed and shocked. But yeah. there's just no way it's not gonna. There's no way. Like what I'm hearing is that some people think or believe that Bad Robot is just going to use the word Cloverfield as sort of like a blanket title for any kind of low budget thriller. Mm -hmm. which that would be a cool idea, and I, I'm all for it, but I really don't think they would have presented this movie this way if it wasn't going to connect to the original film. Yeah, and the font is even very similar that they're using. It's got to connect. Well, one good thing about it is that it comes out on my friggin' birthday, so I'm going to watch it in IMAX twice on my birthday. And I'm absolutely going to be there, because I was going to tell you, we have to get like first showing, back row tickets, yep, IMAX. Absolutely. Yep. Two and in a row. But you know what that means, though, is that we may not be able to go to Monster Mania. <laughs> oh, I was, I was never going to go to Monster Mania. <laughs> I just like to pretend that I'm going to do fun things. And then when they get here, I skip. But I already had my fun. Like, all the anticipation was worth it. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that movie. It's going to be awesome. The Purple Stuff Newscast. You don't understand what's happening. He's alive. 
So there's news about another movie. It might be out this weekend, I think. It's called The Boy. Have you seen the trailer for this, Matt? I have seen the trailer for The Boy. The Boy. The Boy. It looks pretty good. (laughs) Okay, so let me give you the setup, okay? Mm -hmm. So there's a young woman who takes a job as a nanny in, like, some English village. Yeah. And she realizes that she's going to be babysitting an eight-year-old, but he's a doll. He's like a porcelain-type doll. Right. The parents are living with this doll. And acting like it's real. Yeah, to cope with the death of their son that who died like 20 years before. Right. So it's all, it's you know, that's where it starts, you know, weird stuff tar- starts to happen. And, you know, it's a horror film. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but the great thing about it is that it seems like there's like all kinds of rules that like she finds out and disregards. So it's yeah. almost like the gremlins in that type of way. Right. Uh, yeah. And it, so it's like gremlins meets Annabelle meets child's play. You know, it, it's all it's really like a mishmash of all that. Yeah, I felt like it almost looked like a house of the devil meets child's play to me. Yeah. In a way. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. There's elements of a lot of stuff. And right now, like early reviews are seem to be lukewarm. But unfortunately, oh, a big surprise, a fucking killer doll movie got bad reviews. <laughs> but what a I shock. Think, but that's better than usual, though, because unfortunately, they're not slamming the film. And you know how you know how you were quoted on the was a Ghoulies 4 DVD. It was the Ghoulies 4 DVD. I'm going to be on the boy DVD with this quote. It's good enough to not be that bad. <laughs> 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 it's good enough to yeah that's that i know what you're doing you just fucking took a dig at me because my my ghoulies quote was so not grammatical <laughs> you asshole <laughs> but at the same time i think that's probably going to end up being like the perfect review of this movie yeah it doesn't seem like it's going to break all that much new ground but there are a few new wrinkles yeah and I mean- it's like even a bad killer doll movie or whatever it ends up being they're always pretty good yeah, you could still watch it like on a, you know, when you're having a snowstorm. And, yeah. You know, it's like would have been perfect. It's too bad it's not on VOD already. Oh, like, it's too bad I'll have to wait an extra four days for VOD. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be quicker than Jim. Yeah. Uh... I'm interested in seeing that one. And it's weird because at the end, you realize that the boy is not a porcelain doll. He's actually the Cloverfield monster. He's the clo- bad <laughs> robot boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, the boy. In theaters now. <laughs> the Purple Stuff Newscast. So NECA Toys or NECA Toys or N-E-C-A Toys, we never seem to know which one. They're about to drop their long-awaited Bat Gremlin figure. Yeah, it is long-awaited because they announced it like a long time ago. I think they announced it, was it might have been last year's Toy Fair. For those who don't recall, the Bat Gremlin was one of the best things to happen in Gremlins 2. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a gremlin with giant badass bat wings. <laughs> yes. How does he turn into that? He takes, like, a serum, right? Yeah, well, like, half of the gremlins in the movie get injected with various, like, experimental 
potions mm-hmm. and like they turn into spiders, into electricity, into vegetables, and then there's the one that turns into the bat. Yeah. So this thing looks phenomenal. Like I heard it's gonna cost around fifty dollars, but it really does seem worth it. Like it looks like a fucking statue that just happens to be poseable. Yeah, and the wings are actually they fold down. Like if you want to put his wings down, they fold back up. So he's like a transformer gremlin. Yeah, like if you want to extend his wings as he is in the film when he like he's on the rooftop or whatever, and then you could fold his arms down and then they retract, which is pretty awesome. And I he mean, fits, I... he fits in with the sizes of the other gremlin figures too that they put out. Yeah, which are all amazing. Like, they've done a lot of cool stuff, that company, but that Gremlins line, it's just amazing. Like, they've been at it for around a decade now, I think, even more. Mm. It's not like those movies have such a following or so many characters that that's an easy thing to pull off. And yet, it's, like, practically the best action figure line ever. You think so? No, but it's up there. And, you know, the background one, it's a lot of money, but just think about the Instagram likes when you get that thing. Oh, It's like, God knows the pictures of pizza aren't working as well as they used to. <laughs> Even if it's folded up Elios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, do you think there's any more Gremlins that they haven't done? It seems like they've done every guy now at this point. Not every guy, um, but every let character. Me, let me think. Yeah, I, at the moment, I really can't think of one they haven't done. But the cool thing is that they've been diving into, like, production sketches mm. to, like, make you figures of the gremlins that never were. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. That's such a cool thing. Yeah. Now, they've only done that with the Mogwai so far, I think. But I'm sure they could do it with the gremlins. Like, maybe there's some, like, I don't know, tank gremlin in a sketchbook somewhere. They should make figures... Of characters that you wrote about in your Gremlins fanfic. Oh, man. I don't know. That's... <laughs> you thought Sonny was X-rated? <laughs> oh, man. All I'm going to say is the girl Gremlin and Billy in an elevator. <laughs> oh, shit. Back Gremlin, in store soon. The Purple Stuff Newscast. Somewhere out there someone needs me I don't know how or where but believe me I'll walk the universe to find her For better or for worse beside her For the honor of love By the power of Another piece of news regarding a movie. I feel like I'm talking a lot about movies, but this one is a rumor at this point, but the producer, McGee, is apparently tied to the Masters of the Universe film that could be produced very soon. Yep. I mean, I'm look if it happens, that's good because we've been waiting a long time for a new Masters of the Universe movie. Well, from what I read it, I mean it's it is happening. They yeah, but they always make it seem like that. This has been going on for years, they've been saying. Yeah. Once I think uh, once the property got uh, into the right hands, it, the rumors started coming out that the movie there'd be a new movie and uh, concept art came out a few years back, uh, and then nothing ever happened. And I'd love to see it happen. It's just that it's the same issue as Gem because you don't know if they're going to treat it the way you want it, you know. But then again, like you can't take what was in the cartoon and just put it on film, you know. You yeah, just- but with this particular franchise, I mean, it's like. They've done 
a movie where they didn't do that and it didn't really work for most people. Mm-hmm. I love the 1987 movie. I know you don't. I love it. Right. But I mean, it wasn't a success. So I think if you're going to do it now, you're definitely going to try to up the ante. Right. I mean, this, I feel like now they've been missing out the past couple of years because with Game of Thrones and shows like that, how could you not have, you know, a He-Man movie out? I feel like you could really make it uh, edgy and more badass, you know, and sort of fit in with the Game of Thrones type thing. The problem is that like a PG-13 movie's like idea of being badass is like just saying the word badass. You'll have some like seventh string character. Oh, that's badass, brother. Oh, look how hip this franchise is. My, how things have changed. This ain't the tune my grandma grew up with. I don't know, though. Like, it worked. I mean, I didn't like the Transformers movies, but obviously they were huge successes. This sounds like a dice roll to me. Like, I wonder, honestly, I love He-Man. I know you do, too. You are a huge fan of Motu. Yes, I am. Yeah, but does it really have enough juice to pull off what, like, Transformers did? I feel like it has more. Really? Yeah, because I feel like if they treated it the right way, I don't believe they should just go out and make a live-action movie of the cartoon. You have to update it. You have to make it cool for kids. You know, but I feel like the characters are so larger than life, and they all have their own personalities. And, you know, some you you might have one kid who... He loves Beast Man, and then another kid, you know, a girl loves Evil Inn, and then this girl loves Tila, and that dude loves Trapjaw, you know? So you can get attached to these characters because you really do, like, sort of learn about them, and you can't, you don't have to have them just hanging out in the background, slobbering all over the place as someone's lackey. Right. I feel like if you're going to do one of those movies, you really should base it off of Secret of the Sword because then you could fit in He Man and She Ra. At the same time, and at the same time, have Hordak and Skeletor, and they're always at odds because of their grudge with each other. And right. That that to oh. me, that's the best of all worlds. Yeah. Plus, that was definitely like those were the best episodes of the cartoon yeah. series. Oh, totally. It was so good. I, like, I just feel like you have to go all in and just like not be ashamed of how stupid you are. Mm-hmm. This isn't the time to like try to like update the characters to be like sly and modern and sort of hinty. Like, just go all out. If the guy is purple and has spikes all over him, mm-hmm. make him purple and have spikes right. all over him. Exactly. Totally agree. Like, yeah, look, look how it's working for Suicide Squad. You know. Yeah. Exactly. You have to be true to the look because, and you don't need to have, make Prince Adam. You know, when his lavender tights. You have to update it to a certain degree. Yeah, I don't think there will be a Prince Adam personally, but... I, I I like the idea of the transformation. It doesn't necessarily... You don't have to make... You know, they were so stereotypical with the characters. It doesn't have to be written that way, but... Yeah, true. I just, I just think it should be more realistic. If he gets bestowed with some sort of magical powers where he could change over, you know, let it be. You know, Castle Grayskull is this mysterious castle that has power, you know? And I think that they should go back to the days before the cartoon even came out where everybody was sort of battling for the castle because the castle is what had the power. And, you know, there were times when Skeletor, he would be in the castle, he would take over the castle, and then He-Man and his team would have to get it back from him. And Yeah, and he would, like, taunt them from the second-story window. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's, like, it's a struggle. (laughs) 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 
it's uh it was always a struggle for the power of the castle and that was to me that you really have to uh you know make that a huge basis of the movie as well at the same time the longer we talk about it being that way the more i could see them just making it like an earth set movie because well, it sounds so absurd when you think about it in live action terms mm-hmm. that like i just are they really going to put that much money into something that's so crazy and so like stuck in the 80s i see i don't think it has to be though because if you watch episodes of game of thrones there are moments when i'm like man this could be a freaking he-man show yeah if if he-man fucked everyone and (laughs) beheaded all of his enemies (laughs) i mean uh do you know when this movie's coming out or if it's or when it's supposed to? I have my doubts about the movie even being made. So I, yeah. I, can't, I don't <laughs> you know. Can't, you can't give me a solid week yet, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know when specifically, but um the over under on it actually getting made is like, it's pretty like, bad. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. If you had to cast He-Man now, who would you put in that role? <laughs> It'd be the obvious choice would be the guy who played Thor was one of the Hemsworths. Oh yeah, he would be good. I mean, I mean yeah, I, he wouldn't do it because it's so similar. But yeah, it's, I was gonna say it would be impossible to to get him to do the the, the same type of thing uh, for another company, you know, because uh, he's right. probably locked in for Thor for the next thirty years. Uh, that's a tough one. Do I you do you have anyone like on your mind or? Um, no. I'm trying to think of, like, like no one has fucking long, flawed hair anymore. And I if they know. do, they're out of shape. <laughs> yeah. So this is a tough one. It is a tough one. I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, blonde hair, you know, but I don't I'm know. trying to think if there are any, like, wrestlers who could do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, besides, like, Triple H, because you know he would love to. He, yeah, he, uh, I think his time has passed for that. I mean, just get Dolph Lundgren back if you had to. I'd be all for that. No, you know who you know who could really do it. Um, the guy who was who was in Sons of Anarchy, he was actually his name is Charlie Hunnam or something. Hunnam, I don't know. I just looked him up. He's the guy from Pacific Rim. I could totally see that. You know, you got to beef him up a little bit, and I mean, you know, I say beef, I mean as in beefcake. <laughs> thank you, thank you for setting me up. It's been so long. Here's your Steve. <laughs> Maybe Brutus could star in it. God, well, you know he has the time. He could play the attorney in uh, Barber. (laughs) (laughs) God, that was some good shit. (laughs) I think we spent all of our news articles. No, I still have one more. Oh, you do? Yeah. I I know you wish I didn't, but... No, I'm glad you did. Glad you do. Okay, so... What do we have, Matt? What's our next news article? The Purple Stuff Newscast.
my last bit of news is about the uh, the next Star Wars movie, <gasps> Episode Eight. Oh my god! Its release date was pushed back six or seven months, and now it won't be out until December of 2018. Mm. Practically two years away. I'm okay with that though, because what Disney is doing is totally smart. They're throwing us a bone. I mean, we're getting Rogue One and all these different little. I mean, Rogue Squadron or whatever. Which what's it called? Rogue Squadron or Rogue One? It's one of those two. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're getting other offshoot adventures in the meantime, so it won't be too bad. Well, I just feel like after we we saw Force Awakens together, and I feel like December is the right month for a Star Wars movie. Like, those movies have a certain purity that just works for the winner, and I don't know that we would have reacted as strongly to Force Awakens had we seen it in May or June. Like, those are cynical months. Star Wars doesn't belong there. I loved it coming out in December. It was fantastic. It was really a perfect time for it. And what made it even more perfect was the lightsaber duel in the snow. You know, that was really perfect. Yes. But with that said, it's also very, like, warm weather, summery type movie because, you know, you're walking through the sand of Jakku or Tatooine, wherever the hell they are in whichever movie it is. And all the other previous films came out in like May, I believe. So Yeah, but, you know, our experience now with the films that came out in May is most recently been the prequel. So mm-hmm. kind of a bad taste in the mouth. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it either way. I'm happy with it in December because then, you know, you start to get that feeling. Well, maybe you have like a, maybe you have a week's vacation from work or, yep. you know, whatever it is. You kind of get that good feeling. Christmas is on the way. You're, you're probably going to get a shit ton of Star Wars toys yeah. from Santa Claus. You know, it's a good time. So I'm happy with it. And it definitely worked out well because then you start off the new year with a new Star Wars movie, you know, and yep. nothing better than that. Plus, like we said, I think on our previous show, like Christmas just means less and less. So the month could use a boost. And what better boost than a new Star Wars movie? Yeah. I want them to keep this one just as under wraps as they did with Force Awakens. Because I really love not knowing anything about it. They were pretty good about the spoilers. Unfortunately, people who saw screenings like just couldn't shut up. Yeah. But all and in I, all, I know you're you liked reading some of those because I didn't with that movie, but I still like was just forced spoilers on me. Yeah, like once or twice. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me! It's like people see a screening. It's like I'm not gonna talk about this movie, and then they'll for 20 minutes talk about the movie. Yeah, just regurgitate yeah. all the details. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but somebody really important dies. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, with that said, uh, they'll they'll tweet exactly what you just said, and there'll be an image of who it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be like uh, put like a little red line through hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the purple stuff newscast. Seriously, what the hell's wrong with you people? We're bad guys. It's what we do. So our last piece of news is about the Suicide Squad trailer, the new one that just hit uh, YouTube and TV this week. So good. You saw it, huh? I did. I mean, I don't know jack shit about Suicide Squad. I've never been a big DC guy. Mm-hmm. But that movie looks so on point and, like, so cool. They really hit a home run with it because the other trailers that came out were great, and it really did capture a lot of attention. But this one just, I mean, it, it hit it out of the park, you know? And the, with the song used, uh, Queen's uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. A lot of people were criticizing it, saying 
that, uh, oh, this is a ripoff of Guardians of the Galaxy because they're using a song from the 70s. It's like, that's ridiculous. And you know what? Even if it was good, that's the kind of superhero movie you should be ripping off. Like, Mm -hmm. you want the ones that, like, have finally realized that comic book universes are goofy and out there, and they Mm -hmm. just roll with it. Yeah. And 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 that's, it's exactly what you said. It's a comic book movie. I don't know, like, you know. Like, don't try to, like, turn this nonsense into something serious. Like, just go with it. Right, exactly. I like that they're not trying to like make it so totally like grounded in in reality and boring, you know, and dull. And this is outlandish and colorful and yeah, weird and and funny lines and you know, it, it, I don't know. It's for me. It's a, you know, you can't please everyone. But then you get people saying, "Oh, Harley is too sexy," and I want to say, but she this, was always that way. But that's the thing. It's like it's not 1992. The character has evolved. Uh, it's it's really based off what they're doing in the comics. And a lot of people maybe are not familiar with that she has her own comic and she has different color hair and she doesn't wear the same costume that she did in Batman the Animated Series. But Well, of course she's not wearing the suit from fucking the Animated Series. Yeah, Come on. Exactly. But a lot of – you still get a lot of complaints about that. Oh, she's overly sexual looking and, you know, whatever. But – See, this crew, one thing that people don't understand is that they're not superheroes. They're villains. Yep. Like, it's not even, they're not even anti-heroes. They're villains. You know, they're still villains. Just because they get hired by the government to fight a big bad, still, so, they're, they're still bad people. So you can know? I ask you, is, like, Joker one of them, or is he the big bad in this universe? That's that's not indicated yet. We, uh, you don't really, there's apparently um, the Enchantress uh, who you see in the trailer is apparently part of the team, but they're saying that she may secretly be the villain. Uh, but the other, the other thing is that it could really be the Joker that they're, you know, that they're trying to go after. Because Batman does show up in the film. Really? Yeah, Batman shows up in the film, and that's how they're tying things together. And that's one of the reasons why I was actually more excited for Suicide Squad than Batman versus Superman. And for me, that's saying a lot because I love Batman and Superman in general. Uh, but just seeing the take on Joker and Harley in this film, to me, it's going to be their film. I can't see it not getting a Joker and Harley spinoff movie just because these they, they look great and they look so outlandish. And the funny thing is that people were so lukewarm about that version of the Joker just mm-hmm. like a couple of months ago. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, remember it was a meme for a while. Like yeah. they were totally making fun of it. Hot Topic Joker, yeah, they, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now like, everyone's loving it. Yeah, with the tattoos and the grill and all the crazy, you know, I liked it since the moment I saw it. He looked so cool to me because it, even though he had those elements that weren't necessarily traditional Joker, it was still very much more in line with the comic book. Whereas, like, I think it's amazing. A lot of people embraced what Heath Ledger did. But at the time, it was even more extreme, and like you didn't really see that version of the Joker until after he created it on right, film. Right, right. You know? Whereas I think this one, Leto is taking a lot of uh, inspiration from the comics, even though he's got he's got tattoos and a grill and you know the crazy hair. He's going to be more traditional than I think people realize. Right. Well, he definitely doesn't feel like any of the movie versions. Right. Or it's- even like the TV versions. Yeah, but I think he's going to sort of bring it all together. And it's going to be a modern Joker. I really think people are going to dig it. I'm as hyped about this movie that I've been for any superhero movie in like 20 years. Wow. And like, I don't know anything about Suicide Squad. It's not a movie that I thought would be on my radar at all. 
Right. So that trailer was just so fucking good. They just made a good trailer. If they stopped at the trailer, at this trailer, they'd be fine because they, yeah. they, did, they did everything you wanted it to do. You don't need to. I like how, how it is mysterious. They don't give everything away in it, you know, whereas like people were complaining about Batman versus Superman trailer where they showed everything and they feel like, oh, you know, this one, they showed just enough for you to be like, oh, man, that's great. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, it really didn't make. <laughs> the batman versus superman trailer looks so great yeah yeah, exactly let's be real like it like it's so outclassed it see i feel like it's in being that i tie everything back to wrestling here's my analogy suicide squad is nxt and batman versus superman is wwe that totally makes perfect sense yeah yeah and that's you got the the sort of um cool underground badass crew in the suicide squad and then you know they're a bunch of misfits and they got the cool music on their trailer you know batman versus superman's a little bit maybe you know on the different scale and uh they get paid more <laughs> yeah i would imagine <laughs> the purple stuff newscast So this has been our first ever Purple Stuff newscast. It has. What do you think about this, Matt? Do you think we're ever going to do news again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. I mean, but, I'll, when I hear it back, I'll know for sure. If we get snowed in or you know, we might die from hypothermia or like become Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yep. Uh, but right now, I, I have to leave the show. Uh, we got to wrap things up. I'm going outside to look for my uh, snow job figure that I left in the snow back in the uh, 80s. I'd ask you to look for my moss man, but he's going to be under all of it. (laughs) So this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from the Sexy Armpit. And I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Have a good evening, everyone. Enjoy the snow. (laughs) Yeah, enjoy your two feet of fucking white death. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.